Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Salutations, and thank you for joining us on this week's The Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. My name's Sean. My name's Alan. And we're excited to bring you news! News. 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 We actually, <laughs> we went to the park both days this weekend, so like, we're very full of Disney right now. And very tired. <laughs> and very tired. But it was a fun weekend. It was a fun weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hey. speaking of a fun weekend, did you see the Obi-Wan trailer? I did. What do you think of it? I'm excited for it. Why? Because we get to see Obi-Wan. And... Is he going to be in it? I think so. I think there's going to be a trailer in it, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, what really excites me the most is... As a loyal, dedicated fan of everything Star Wars, I I felt a little bit of a disconnect between like Star Wars Rebels and um, Clone Wars. Oh. Like I felt a disconnect from where those leave us to where A New Hope starts, because there's like the Inquisitors and there's like all this stuff going on, and suddenly it's just boring again with Luke. <laughs> just Luke, he's the only Jedi. Suddenly. So, the fact that we're getting a live-action Inquisitor mm-hmm. in Obi-Wan, like, that excites me to no end, because we haven't seen a live-action one yet. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what an Inquisitor is, they uh, are employed, basically, by the Empire to hunt down and kill Jedi. But they draw on the dark side of the Force. Got it. Yeah. So, like, I think Obi-Wan's going to give us a peek into... What happened to the Inquisitors? How come they're not there anymore when Luke is all grown up? Yeah, and we get to see a young Luke, it looks like. I was so excited by that. I was like, yeah. is that Anakin? Oh, that's Luke looking just like Anakin. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this show's going to be pretty amazing. It already looks like it's taking us off of Tatooine and going into other places, too. Yeah, because that's the thing a lot of people were talking about, like, with the previous shows, like, let, take us out of Tatooine, like, show us new planets and everything else in the Star Wars universe. So, it looks like with the, this preview that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I just want Darth Maul in it. I want Darth Maul in it so <laughs> bad. You know what else I heard about this week? What? There's a heavy rumor coming down the turnpike here. Uh-huh. I thought we'd talk about it on our little show. Sure, what's that rumor? So this comes from Geekosity, so if it's wrong, don't blame me, blame them. (laughs) But this is actually something that has been thrown around in the past, that uh, Star Wars was going to start getting more of a Marvel Cinematic Universe treatment. So I think that leads some credibility to this rumor. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, the rumor is that all these Star Wars shows, The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, very similar to what we saw with Daredevil and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, all these shows are apparently going to come together into a the first ever original Disney Plus Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Why do I sound so excited, Alan? I'll tell you. Because apparently, Star Wars lovers, 
This movie would be heir to the Empire. That's what it'd be called? Well, yes. And it's based <laughs> on uh, the book that came out all the way back oh. in the 90s. This was the first ever of the Expanded Universe books. So this set up the whole, like, the whole story. It started five years after Return of the Jedi. This is where we meet uh, Mara Jade, who was the Emperor's secret right-hand woman. And she had this echo in her mind of, like, you must kill Luke Skywalker. So she's on this mission to find and kill him. She's also, like, a fan favorite because she's so cool. She has a purple lightsaber. Wow, Mace Windu also has one. Yeah, but she had it first. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is where we kind of see Leia beginning to pick up the Path of the Jedi, um, it kind of sets up the whole Han Leia getting married and having kids story. Mm -hmm. So this was really a lot happened here. Yeah. And as much as I really like the sequels, Alan. Yes. I kind of want, because this is something they're talking about. Heir to the Empire, the Mandalorian, it all may be the beginning of its own continuity. Wow. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, because then, like, I don't know, we don't. As, hmm. <laughs> it wasn't the most satisfying thing to see my childhood heroes like stabbed to death by their own son yeah. and like you know and like luke just being like a spoiled brat yeah <laughs> yeah so that was kind of my problem so it would be nice to kind of fill in either fill in the hole of what happened those 25 years or just start fresh and like work grogu in ahsoka and these characters that came up after the book series into the continuity. Yeah, I just wonder if they're going to have, like, Luke and Leia. Well, more so, I guess, Leia in it. Like, are they going to recast, like, cast someone that looks like her? Or are they going to use, like, the computer Ooh. CGI in the past? I'm just curious to see how that would all be executed. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the biggest things that this set up that I think has become continuity is this was the first idea that the Emperor had cloning facilities. Because mm. that oh. was part of the story is he cloned himself into a younger body and Luke had to fight him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. So it all fits. Yeah. Would you be down for an Heir to the Empire uh, adaptation? I mean, more Star Wars content, Yeah. Yeah. And just, I should... just don't make me read it, but I'll, okay. I'll watch it. Okay, okay. I should probably say <laughs> Heir to the Empire was written by Timothy Zahn, so we can give him the credit. Mm. It's such a good series. All right, but enough of that. Enough <laughs> of that. Disneyland enforces no-shows. Yeah. Well, first, I didn't even know that Disney didn't enforce no-shows. Apparently, since the new uh, Magic Keys came out, they told us, like, you know, if you don't, go to your or make your reservation or go to the park on the day you have a reservation you you get dinged or you get penalized by it by um i think it's a certain number of penalizations you're unable to book more reservations but i didn't even know that disneyland wasn't re enforcing it but now um it is because yeah when i first saw this i was like this is old news but yeah apparently Disney just never enforced it. So I'm glad, I'm honestly kind of glad that they do because hopefully that'll help um, people just making like random, random reservations when they see fit. Um, I wish they kind of did it during the holidays when it was super crowded. Um, but yeah, I mean, now that this is enforced, um, we'll see if reservations get more available. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Speaking of key holders as well, too, um, in DCA or Disney's California Adventure, we actually now have a new key holder terrace um, in the parks, and it looks pretty cool, actually. It looks really, really nice. Um, I don't know if they just took, like, some empty space, but it looks bigger than what they had before, um, because before it was just kind of like a patio dining, but now it's like... It looks like it's indoors with a cool, a cool mural um, in the main part of the area. And yeah, it just looks, it looks like a great view of the park as well, too. So hopefully one of these days uh, when we're at the park, we can go and check it out. Um, but yeah, it looks really nice. It's our own version of a Club 33, I guess. Ooh. Yeah. But you know what happens when new and better things are getting added to the parks, Alan? What? The prices go up. Yeah. Well, actually, this is more so involving Disney+. Plus. Oh. Bob Jpeg mentioned that because they're rolling out a lot more, or they're expecting to roll out a lot more new con uh, content um, on Disney+, Plus. with that comes a higher price tag. So I think this comes to play that whole... The news that we mentioned last week about the lower tier with commercials, I think this is kind of like they're going to introduce this higher tier, more premium. Maybe it's just the, the regular tier that a lot of people already subscribe to. But now if you don't want to pay that higher price, you have the option of going down with um, mm. ads with your, with your subscription. I guess that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as long as... I'm honest, I, I hate to say it, but Disney, obviously, like, I'm willing to pay the extra price. As long as the content, there's a lot more content, like like Netflix. Like, I still have my Netflix because there's so much content, like Love is Blind. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess only time will tell if we can see if this is worth the increase. I think it will be, yeah, because this is the place where we're getting our brand new and original Star Wars and Marvel content. So, yeah. you know, on top of that, we get things like turning red which just yeah. went to disney plus that's it and we're gonna talk about it still for what yeah just not yet just not yet oh okay yeah because something else new is coming to disney world what remember we went to the boardwalk and we went to the um the, like the houdini bar like the magic theme bar well at the boardwalk we're actually probably next time we come back to it it's not gonna be the same because they're actually gonna re Reimagine the whole the whole complex. the whole whole <laughs> yeah. So uh, based on what Disney released so far, it looks like they're gonna add a new uh, bake shop called the Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers. Um, there was a bake, there is a bakery there now, but that looks like it's just gonna serve sandwiches, somewhere like a deli, and then the hotel itself that's connected to it, um, the Disney Boardwalk Inn, that's gonna get new light and airy touches in the lobby the lounge area and even the guest rooms are going to get a bit of love as well too um just to have to carry the whole theme of the seaside breeze inside um the the complex as well and in the hotel they're also going to be a coffee bar um, that will be serving uh, drinks as well as quick bites um that's available to go as well too and then also new seating and uh, seating spaces inside and outdoors so very excited for it when we visited i kind of it was a cute little area like i didn't even know it was there because usually people go and check out disney springs so this is kind of like a cool like 
little oasis outside of Epcot, especially if you're going to Epcot, like a cool like place to take a break um, while you're waiting for things like Harmonious to show up. Like we did. Like we did. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So that brings <laughs> us to my new toy that we just got today. Oh, we can't talk about that one. Oh. What? Well, this came out February 25th, so I'm a little behind the curve here. I'm sorry, Favorites, but... Get it together. I need to get it together. <laughs> so this is Villainous Bigger and Badder, another expansion. Yeah. So Villainous, in a nutshell, is you play as one of the Disney villains, and you have your realm in front of you, and within your realm, you're trying to mess up the other villains. So you play... Uh, what do they call? <laughs> mm-hmm. You play uh, cards into other people's realms that hurts them. So, like for example, if I'm Captain Hook, the worst card that can be played into my realm is Peter Pan, because as the hero, he's going to be my biggest thwart. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for like Jafar and Aladdin or any other duo. Yeah. So, Villainous came out with bigger and badder. What they usually do is they put out one big villain and then two kind of like lesser known or lesser like excited for villains except for i feel like with this one this one had really random villains i don't know if anybody who's asking for this box's main (laughs) villain um so we'll cover him first and work to the one i'm most excited for the main villain in this pack the pack the featured one is syndrome from the incredibles yeah and in order to win a Syndrome, you have to defeat the Omnidroid version 10 and have no heroes in your realm. Oh. So that sounds fun because he's a superhero, supervillain situation. So, like, yeah, he'd want to get rid of all the heroes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, he seems fun. Uh, the next one we have is Lotso from Toy Story 3, the one where they made a suicide pact. <laughs> <laughs> Have four heroes with zero strength and Buzz Lightyear in the Caterpillar room. So for him, he's trying to collect our heroes. So, like, it makes sense that that would be his winning tactic. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you want to hear about the one I'm most excited for? Sure. Madam Mim from Sword in the Stone. Wow. I love her. Yes, you do. Because you were so excited when you saw it. You were like... I need to buy it now. I need to buy it now. <laughs> uh, with Madame Mim, uh, hers seems really fun. You have to defeat all of Merlin's transformations. So, like, for her, there's uh, Mim Purple Dragon or Merlin Turtle. So they have all the forms from the movie. And, yeah, you just have to go through and defeat all of Merlin's forms, much like happened in the movie. That's cool. So these ones, um, the villains themselves I'm not as excited for, except for Mim. But, um, yeah, hopefully they bring some new tactics. Mm -hmm. Alan and I are going to make sure to play in the next week. Mm -hmm. So that way next week we can tell you who we enjoyed and how the gameplay went. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, you're more familiar with this series, but have they had villains from Pixar? No. So this would be the first Pixar villain. That's cool. It, it's also interesting that you have Madame Mim with the two other Pixar villains. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that. This is a very Pixar box. Yeah. They should have just done... Like a Pixar edition. A third Pixar villain. Yeah. Oh, well. We got Madame Mim. Stop trying to take away from that. <laughs> but yeah, I'd imagine, though, they're as they're starting to use up a lot of the cool Disney villains, they're going to have to 
start reaching out to the Pixar villains. Yeah, and even in the Star Wars world. What? Yeah, they actually just announced Ravens, Ravensburger, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ravensburger just announced that they're going to come out with a Star Wars villainess. Yes, so currently there is a Marvel villainess that does not work with the Disney villainess. So it looks like we may have the same with Star Wars. Um, Because Marvel kind of changed up the rules for better or worse. And so we'll have to see what Star Wars does. If it's compatible with either or if they change things in Star Wars as well. Yeah. What I could see that might be fun for Star Wars is if there's some sort... Because they did it in uh, Marvel Villainous. But if Star Wars does some sort of like travel where you can like fly your ship to like other people's realms and mm. you know something like that uh-huh. it might make it different if you could go into hyperspeed <laughs> <laughs> um it's called light speed what <laughs> we were on a star tours and this lady kept yelling hyperspeed and i turned it on i was like um it's light speed <laughs> i think she might have heard me too oh yeah but should we talk about the Star Wars villains? You can be in Power of the Dark Side. Yeah, and there's there's definitely more than three compared to the bigger and badder version. But this one has Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Asajj Ventress, General Grievous, and Moff Gideon from The Mandalorian. Yeah, and for those who haven't heard of her, Asajj Ventress showed up in the Clone Wars series yeah. and then kind of made her way over to the other cartoons. Yeah, so it's cool that they have characters from various Star Wars stories, which is nice. Yeah, they're respecting everything. Yeah. <laughs> so are you excited to play any of these characters? Um, I'm definitely excited to play Asajj. Mm-hmm. I think she's really cool. Um, General Grievous might be fun, but of course, like, Kylo Ren and Darth Vader, they're gonna be, like, the standouts. Yeah. I love Kylo Ren. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people saw him as whiny, but, like, I thought that was fitting, because Vader was so together. Yeah. With an anger issue. So, like, to make Kylo different, make him a whiny brat. Yeah. A powerful whiny brat who doesn't know how to use his power. (laughs) (laughs) So you basically want to be all of them except for Moff Gideon. I would be Moff Gideon. (laughs) I feel his would probably be something to do with the Darksaber. It's probably something to do with, like, capturing Grogu, mm, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, actually, you're right, because a lot of the villains have, like, you have to get the Darksaber, and once yeah. you have the Darksaber, you have to go here, and you have to capture something, you know? So he, he'll probably be, like, uh, one like that. Yeah. But can't wait for this. This is going to come out in October, uh, August. In August. Yeah. And if you need something else to play until august there's another game this is a very game heavy episode Mm -hmm. but there's a game called smash up alan have you heard of this thing i have i think i played it before you have (laughs) so uh they are coming out with disney smash up edition or smash up disney edition (laughs) yeah so this is exciting because they already have smash up marvel edition which I need to go still. But um, <laughs> I do have Smash Up. Smash Up, you take on the form of a villain. While well, I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> and in Smash Up, you choose two factions. So, for example, you may be like werewolf zombies or 
like uh, fairy princesses. Mm -hmm. And you just take those factions, and each faction has like a specialty, so that's where you can get really competitive in like what factions you're putting together, because some work better together than others. But this is smart because you can pretty much make any expansion and it's going to fit in with the bigger game because it's a very, like, mm. simple mechanic game. Yeah. The purpose of Smash Up is there's different bases, as in, like, the the good guy bases, I guess. And the point of the game is to put your minions on the bases. And once the base reaches so many points from the minions being there or the specialty cards, it blows up because you're a villain. You're trying to explode the bases. And points get doled out to each player based on how many or what point value they have there in minions. Okay. So it gets very um, strategic because I may want to blow up a base, but then if you're there and I know you're going to get two points and I'm going to get three points, that two points could make you win and not me. So maybe I don't want to blow up that base anymore. Oh, I'll remember that next time. Yeah. So, in this uh, Disney Smash-Up, it's going to have eight factions. It's going to have characters from Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Big Hero 6, Frozen, Mulan, The Lion King, Wreck-It Ralph, and... Oh, did I miss any? Oh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. They chose some cool ones to start with. Yeah. So this comes out this summer, and it's going to retail for $34.99. What's nice is I imagine it looks like this and the Marvel one are not, um, they're standalone, or you can add it to the existing game. Okay. So if you just want to kind of get your feet wet, you can just buy the Marvel or the Disney edition, or you can add it to your already crazy big bigger batter box that you have with tons of games <laughs> in it that you spent way too much money on yeah no that's a good option because yeah like what if you're just kind of like a disney fanatic and you just want disney stuff for your collection like you can just have this and call it a day exactly yeah yeah but i mean you only get eight factions so you're gonna want more eventually well, you're gonna want more i'm sure disney would just create another pack <laughs> i know they will they know what they're doing yeah <laughs> Cool. And you know what? If you're playing your games a lot and you get hungry or thirsty, the Food and Wine Festival is going on. Yeah, so you know, you could just head to the park, wait in line to go park, then take the tram, and then walk your way to DCA. I feel like you're saying that (laughs) this isn't a good idea. Oh, and you have to have a reservation. Yeah. Yeah, but no, sporadic trips to Disney is always great. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you so much. So, much like before, we've tried some things, and Uh we're here to to tailor fail it for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's start with L.A. style. We got the glazed barbecue pork belly. Is this a tail or fail? Definitely a tail. Um, It was really good. I, I wish... The only, not complaint, but suggestion I would give Disney is, like, I'm sure it would raise up the price, but, like, maybe, like, a little bit of rice to go with the pork belly, because it is fatty, so you kind of want some sort of rice to kind of, like, break up um, the, the the oily greasiness of it. And, yeah, they do give you the, the mac, mac and salad. cheese. Yeah, but it's, 
I don't know. I I don't like to mix my mac with my meat. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. It is mac salad, not yeah. cheese, mac and cheese, because it's the cold like. Yeah, like the Hawaiian style yeah. mac salad, which was also really good too. But yeah, that was for me uh, a tail. Yeah, I really liked it too. It's definitely a tail. We did have to wait a little longer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. They've had pork belly before. They've had the garlic pork belly with yeah. the rice. I would prefer that over this uh, barbecue pork belly mm, just because yeah. I think the um, garlic pork belly was cooked in a way that it was like softer mm-hmm. and yeah, it was better with the rice and with the garlic flavor. So. Yeah. And so far I would say, I mean, we only went to a select stalls, but this one had a pretty long line mm-hmm. with it. So just keep that in mind. But we did look out because the cast member was like, oh, the pork belly is sold out, but we're getting more in 20 minutes. So then people in the pickup line were like, just walked away. But then like, it came back in like five minutes later. Yeah. So we lucked out picking up our food. And just remember, Favorites, we've said this before, but just a reminder, you can order mm-hmm. from any stall. So like we ordered at LA Style, we ordered food from the next two stalls, Delish and Nuts About Cheese. So that way you're not waiting in line after line. You can just go to the pickups with your receipt. Yeah. And it saves a little bit of time. You just have to kind of make sure you're planning, though, because you don't want to, like, overdo it and get everything. Yeah, because we had the initial thought of just, like, let's just order everything from here. And I'm kind of glad we didn't because by the next stall, you're kind of like, oh, we're full. (laughs) Yeah, we only made it through, like, three stalls. Yeah. (laughs) All right, next up, same stall. We tried the Euro-inspired flatbread featuring impossible ground beef. Mm-hmm. You didn't try it, did you? I tried a little bit of yours. Okay. And it was pretty good. Um, I'm not a huge hummus fan, so that's kind of what I mostly tasted on it. But it wasn't bad at all. Um, the chickpeas were good and crispy. But, I mean, I think it was also just because like, I just had the pork belly, so I was like... Nothing compares to the pork yeah. belly. <laughs> I know. I ate the pork belly first, too. Yeah. Um, I would say this one's a tail. The reason for that is Disney does such a good job with their impossible meat that mm-hmm. I'm always game to try it. And I've not had anything really except for the burger at um, Hungry Bear. Oh, yeah. But that was more because the uh, the toppings were lame. Like, Hungry Bear, get it together. Yeah. Give me more than just some shredded cr- not good i was gonna say (laughs) something else lettuce on top of like some smeary like spicy sauce and that was it that was it the cheese was even melted oh yeah the cheese yeah there's cheese but yeah it wasn't great yeah i mean i just love how they have vegetarian options um here and definitely if you're a vegetarian it's it's a total tale yeah at the same cart we tried the sake melon 75 that was yummy that was yummy yeah that's totally a tale um that you could taste the, the melon so it did have a bit of sweetness but it was also just very refreshing um, especially on a hot day i can see how this is a, a great option to go to um yeah so total tale for me yep me too and the flour on both the drink <laughs> and the pork belly is edible so make sure to try it out edible arrangements <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next up we went to Delish, where we got the black and tan beef potato puffs. Here's my only complaint. (laughs) Potato puffs are tater tots. Mm -hmm. Like, just call them tater tots. Yeah. (laughs) But um, this was good. It 
it had different flavors going on because it had the gravy with the lager micro sponge. So it it was a lot. Mm -hmm. Overall, I'd say it's a tail because I feel like it's different from what you'd find elsewhere. It had its own unique flavors to it. So yeah, no, I definitely like the um, yeah. I would agree and say it was a tail to get. Um, the meat was really good. The the t- the potato puffs were were <laughs> were good. Um, the tater tots. So yeah, yeah. How about the Snickers caramel peanut milk chocolate Mickey <laughs> macaron? The Snickers macaron? That was good. I like that too. I would just suggest to share. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's big. I mean, it's the same size as the other like Mickey macarons that you get. So depending on how much of a sweet tooth you have, this is pretty sweet. Um, and it does, it tastes like a Snickers, which is surprisingly good. So um yeah definitely recommend to get it very instagrammable too yeah i'd say at least like two if not maybe even three people to share it it's big um yeah so that's a tale for me this one was a little confusing to me but it was a nice presentation and it next level crackers and cheese yeah this sounded so like simple it's just like okay it's just crackers and cheese but no it's it's much more like the the crackers itself was some sort of like herby cracker so you have a bit of like saltiness and also the herbiness as well too um which went really well with the sweetness from the like the cherry jam um so yeah i i enjoy that one that was really good and i'm surprised i'm happy i used my tab because for the size it's eight dollars i <laughs> probably wouldn't spend eight dollars for it yeah yeah this one i was actually kind of surprised alan order because like it's just crackers and cheese yeah but this was really good it's next level it's next level <laughs> so yeah this one's definitely a tail i would definitely recommend this one and like alan said if you have the tabs use the tab but yeah i think it's even worth eight dollars because you really? get that cheese mm. The cheese is good. And by the way, if you do plan on using the Sip and Saber Pass, make sure to get your money's worth, only use it for things that cost over six fifty. Yeah, six fifty is a median. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I saved this one for last from this cart. <laughs> good. Nuts about cheese. The last one they had was the peanut butter and jelly Mac. Yeah. So <laughs> this is uh brown sugar streusel and str- or it's with brown sugar streusel and strawberry crackle. So it's basically like mac and cheese noodles with peanut butter and jelly on it. Yeah. I think, I mean, so, well, I'll, I'll say my, my POV on it. Um, I, I didn't hate it. It was good. Like, I ate it without hating to eat it in a way. But I, not everyone at, that tried it in our group liked it out of five of us two of us liked it (laughs) yeah um so it was good like in the first couple first few bites but then after seeing i don't know how but like it was super greasy yeah like that was the greasiest food that we had even even like the pork belly wasn't that greasy yeah compared to it so that was kind of like just a little unappetizing when you saw that but it was kind of weird um it also had Pop Rocks, which I didn't think was that necessary. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard to... I guess I would say fail, because like I, I don't think everyone's going to like it. 
Um, but if you are adventurous, I would at least recommend to try it. Yeah, coming from the standpoint of, like, what I look for when I go to these events, or am I getting things that I'm not going to be able to try elsewhere? Mm -hmm. So coming from that standpoint, I'd say it's a tail because it is different. At the same point, though, like Alan said, like, over half of our group didn't like it. Yeah. It's getting mixed reviews, and I'd say you can make this yourself at home <laughs> and probably do a better job. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. This one's, depending on who you are, it's a tail. Depending on who you are, it's a fail. But if you're, like Alan said, adventurous, I would definitely try it. Yeah. They, they give you a big portion, though. So yeah. either Disney's just like, please take it from please, us. Please. <laughs> no one likes it. But yeah. We I, let I, a five-year-old <laughs> design this one. They got fired. <laughs> Yeah, after that, I don't know, I just, I didn't feel that hungry after that. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that was the last thing we got. It killed us. Yeah. Um, on a separate trip, we got the Tropical Mimosa Flight from Uncork, California. Mm -hmm. This comes with uh, green apple and lychee mimosa, passion fruit and banana mimosa, and cherry yuzu and ginger mimosa. Yeah. So... I was most excited for cherry yuzu and ginger mimosa. I was unpleasantly surprised <laughs> to find I didn't really like these mimosas. Like, they were good, but they were very sour. Yeah. I Sour and, like, not the flavors that you would expect from the what they tell you what it is. Yeah. yeah. The one I actually really liked, and I may get again, is the passion fruit and banana mimosa. But the other two, I wasn't a huge fan of. So these, I would say, fail. Um, but I think either just order the passion fruit and banana or see for yourself if you like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it a try, definitely. I ended up getting just the full-size cherry uh, yuzu and ginger mimosa. Um, and yeah, and the, th the thing, too, like they don't really give you a huge portion. It's like a champagne flute size. Uh, so the, keep that in mind as well, too. You're probably not going to, like, get super drunk for, off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also, uh, today, we went to, or we tried the spiral ration, the churro. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the that The raspberry one. spiral churro from Terran Treats, um, which, so it's basically the spiral churro, and then on top they put a raspberry, like, a puree compote on top. And it was it was good. I actually prefer it better than the spiral rations they do currently have. The pineapple one, um, it's a bit of a better flavor, but still, I don't know why they can't just make that spiral out of a regular churro. Because I think if they had that flavor to it, with the 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 berries, like that would have been a total tail. Yeah, I'd say the churro overall was a fail, just because. It looked unappetizing because it was like a weird, there's like purple on the outside and bright yellow on the inside, which did not look great. Yeah. And then it wasn't that flavorful. I, I didn't feel like I was eating a churro. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't even know what like flavor that was. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been underwhelmed with their um, their churros. Like they always yeah. sound like they're going to be good, but they rarely are. No, yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'll just stick to the regular straight churros. <laughs> yeah. So cool. That is our food and wine festival review. We are going to have more as we go just because 
it's a lot to use all eight tabs at once, especially yeah. because we typically share it with each other. So we could try more things. So um, as we try things, we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing that we did, I don't think it's specific to the food and wine, but we did also get the funnel cake fries with oh. strawberry, uh, like cheesecake cream. Mm-hmm. That was yummy. But the reason why we got it is because Disney has a new um, magic key holder bowl shape or hat shaped bowl, Mickey hat shaped bowl. Um, which is really cool. I mean, you know me and my, like, eating utensil-themed stuff. So I had to get that. But, yeah, that's, I mean, just randomly, that's at reward meters. Um, <laughs> you said award. <laughs> <laughs> if you want something sweet, that's definitely something I'd recommend. Total okay. tip. Okay. Yeah. You know it's a fail? What? <laughs> Little Mermaid catching oh, yeah. on fire. Well, not Little Mermaid herself. But I the, know. <laughs> the ride at Magic Kingdom. So on March 12th, I guess there was quite a bit of winds during that night for the Disney Enchantment fireworks. Part of the ride caught on fire, and there was some video of, of it as well, too, showing the fire. It wasn't, like, crazy, but... It's just like, oh, that could happen. Like, winds could just, like, blow it onto a ride. But fortunately, like, it didn't, like, burn down the whole ride. It was just a small part of the ride. No one was injured. Um, so that's a good thing. But, yeah, just a little thing. Fireworks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got introduced to a new character in Loki. And he has been a breakout hit to the point where he's getting his own series. Ooh. Oh, did I forget the word comic? He's getting his own comic, comic book series. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is a big push in 2022. Marvel Unlimited, the comic book app that I subscribe to, is really focused on the um, Infinity Comics. The idea of an Infinity Comic is you just scroll up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, you just go that way so you don't have to flip pages or anything it's all just one graphic that scrolls got it so some people do fun things like there was one where it just shows wolverine like falling through space forever and then he like (laughs) hits something and it's funny (laughs) or like there's been ones with spider-man like swinging or doing something so um as part of their push they're giving this character their own comic infinity Mm -hmm. comic this is alligator loki and this is Alan's favorite comic of all time because there's no words and he hates reading. So And it's also the only comic I've read. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cute, though. It, sh- it basically shows, like, uh, Thor throws Mjolnir, his hammer, through a portal to go after Loki. And when he reaches in to get his hammer, Alligator Loki comes out. So he takes it on himself to bond with Alligator Loki. So Thor... Puts him in, like, one of those baby things on his yeah. chest, and they go to theme parks together. That's so f- awesome. Yeah, it's so yeah, cute. It a fun one. So if you get a chance, check that out. It's on uh, Marvel Unlimited, and, yeah, it's just cute. We get to see our favorite alligator with Loki ears, like, being crazy. Yeah, he brings Loki and Thor together. I thought you were going to make, like, a Loki joke, and I was I like, know. good, I'm glad you didn't. Wow. That'd be low-key very disappointing. Wow. What? You know what's not disappointing? What? Seeing Minnie at the entrance of 
uh, Disneyland as a flower yeah. mural thing. So instead of the Mickey head in this month of March 2022, it's Minnie for Women's Month. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> Just put a bow on Mickey and we're good. <laughs> it's a girl now. It's a girl now. <laughs> yeah, but it looks really cool. It looks like a lot of people were excited about it because a lot of people were taking pictures. Yeah, a lot of people, including us, so we yeah. can post it. Yeah. But yeah, it reminds me of um, the show Drawn Together uh-huh. because one of the characters is having like a queer party with, <laughs> and uh, Mr. Uh, Pac-Man is there. And he goes, Pac-Man, does Mrs. Pac-Man know that you're here? And Pac-Man just goes, oh, sweetie, oh. I think she already knows. And he puts a bow on his head. <laughs> so, yeah, the Mickey mural is cross-dressing. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully they, like, learn from this. Disney learns and just like, why don't we switch out Mickey and Minnie every other month? That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. it would be very... Um, uh, gender friendly yeah or just even like it's not everyone i mean like i love mickey but like i like to see something different sometimes yeah and based on the excitement it's garnering like so does everybody else yeah <laughs> so yeah that would be cute if they because i feel like they didn't even make a big deal out of it it was just kind of there so i think if they change things slightly throughout the park like that uh-huh. like people would notice and people would care yeah or like you show up, it's something to look forward to also. You show up and you're like, what's different? So, yeah. yeah. Like, what day are we going to, or what, who are we going to get today? Are we going to get Minnie or Mickey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So take a look at our Instagram or uh, at the image for this episode uh-huh. and you will see Minnie. 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 All right. So we're coming to the end of this episode. I thought we would do a cover Disney and then we'll give you a spoiler free review of Turning Red. And then from there, we'll get into our favorite moment from this week. And then that will be it. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. Why? I'm just excited for this to be over. Just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what do you have for us today? All right, so today's song, fine, you got me. It's not really a cover, (laughs) but I really wanted to highlight it. So this is from a band named Four Town. It's called You Know What's Up. What's up? It's from a little movie that just came out called Turning Red. Oh my gosh, you just watched that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason I enjoy this song so much is like Pixar has so effortlessly imitated those 90s boy bands yeah like they actually like we were listening to this in the car and jesse in the back seat just was like this is actually a good song <laughs> we're like yeah yeah so here's a little listen to four town you want it i want it you want it Did you like hearing that again, Alan? Yeah, and there's nobody like them. Wow. (laughs) So, okay, okay. We went to the park yesterday, and they had a bunch of Turning Red stuff. 
Yes. We went back to the park today. They were already sold out of a lot of the turning yeah. red stuff. Even like we we walked through the store in the the morning or not even morning like pre after like right in the afternoon and we saw some stuff and walked by like two hours later and things were already sold out. Yeah. Like the hats and stuff. So this move like people are watching this move. We had to go on a mini quest and yeah. check. We checked the stores in uh, DCA. California Adventure. We checked the stores in downtown Disney. We had to finally go into the Emporium where they had a few of the shirt, the Four Town shirts left yeah. for Alan to buy one. So we did. We were successful. Yeah, we were. Yeah, this. so this shirt is basically, it's kind of like a tour, like a band tour shirt that you would get from any concert, but this is for Four Town. So I wanted to commemorate my experience seeing Four Town by getting this shirt and yeah like it was sold out even yeah at the emporium where i was able to find it the cashier was like yeah like someone just bought six of them i'm like wow wow (laughs) so i guess you can tell from the fact that we went on this mini quest to buy this shirt we enjoyed this movie we did it was good so what was it about this movie turning red that really drew you in well, I think it was just a nostalgia. Well, first off, like, the previews didn't really give much about, like, what this movie was about or, like, <laughs> what to expect. So coming into it, I didn't really expect much from it. But right from the beginning, like, we were just all cracking up. Like, all the jokes and just all, like, the quirkiness of this movie because it ver- very much, like, looks like it's been, um, what's the word, like pulled from like anime movies and like when the characters think it's something's cute their eyes go wide and like they start sweating if they're nervous and just all of these like little mannerisms um were in this movie which just like all these little details were just so awesome and just made it really enjoyable to watch and yeah the nostalgic of it too because of the night of being in like the early 2000s with boy, boy bands and all that stuff, I think it, a lot of people just relate to it, even if you're not an Asian girl living in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for many of the same things you said, like, I very much was somebody who would be friends with this little girl, Mei Mei, because I was telling Alan, like, when I was a sophomore, part of my way of dealing with, like, coming out and letting people know I was queer was, like, really attaching myself to NSYNC, no Mm. strings attached, (laughs) just, like, really throwing myself into that and Britney Spears and just kind of, like, discreetly, I guess, letting my my queer flag fly when I was also listening to, you know, like, Korn and Linkin Park and some harder stuff, but... Mm. That was kind of my way of coming out. I was also very big into anime. So, like, I got Mei Mei. I got this movie because I was that person. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, Alan's alluding to there was one you may have heard um, from Cinema Blend. There was a review that got taken down because a lot of people said this guy's review was very um, sexist and racist Mm -hmm. because he basically said, like, how how can you identify with this asian girl in toronto yeah (laughs) it doesn't matter where it takes place it doesn't matter what race she is this could be anybody yeah and even just like the even though like the main character is asian and there is a lot of asian influence like uh, there's it still 
felt very diverse. Like her friends were all from different ra- backgrounds and races, and just like it wasn't just like Mulan, or, like you know, like an Asian only movie. It just felt very inclusive, still, in my opinion. I also really respect and love the fact that this movie is an obvious metaphor to her getting her period. Yeah. To the point where the mom brought out the tampons. Yeah. So, like, I love that Pixar's not shying away from, like, this is what this is, but we're showing it in a cute, relatable way. Yeah. With the panda. Yeah. I mean, turning red. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's not, like, done in a gross or, like, no. Yeah, it's like, like a very natural thing. Like, if I have a daughter, I'm probably going to make her watch <laughs> <Yeah>. this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, very enjoyable, very funny. Um, our little group of people that were watching it together, we were all just cracking up. I think um, I, I we watched it twice now, once Friday, once today, Sunday. I told Alan it does remind me of Scott Pilgrim, but probably because both of them are based on that, like, big manga style so yeah. like yeah if you like scott pilgrim you'll like turning red yeah <laughs> and also to the movie as well as pixar does like it still has that note of like getting along with your parents as well too which is what i like i mean when we watched it with our group of friends like that really hit to the heart of someone who you're watching with so it's like it's it's just so many things that it can relate to with people um yeah. yeah, and what I really liked about this is we kind of said that if you're a young, younger person watching this, like, you relate to the young characters, but if you're an older person like us watching it, like, you relate, but, like, you also kind of make fun of, because, yeah. like, we used to be that stupid kid who yeah. would do these silly things, so we understand what that was like. Yeah. But I do like that, like, the mom, for example, if you're a parent watching this, you're gonna recognize like the mom's only being so strict because we find out she's been through stuff she's already been through things and so she knows what to look for to help her daughter so there is that aspect of like maybe parents aren't just being mean to be mean maybe they actually do know what they're talking about yeah there's a reason why they're like that too yeah so so very layered i like it yeah like it's good for all ages yeah (laughs) Um, and one thing there is, I don't know, I don't even know if it's even worth saying that it's like a nod to queerness. I guess it kind of is with the one character. Oh, yeah. So like this kind of sparks a debate or, you know, with everything that's going on in Florida right now with Don't Say Gay and Disney, like not really like standing up for, well, this is wrong. And with people boycotting Disney right now, and with um, Disney, it came out that they were funding some of these supporters of Don't Say No. Don't Say Gay. Or Don't Say Gay. Mm -hmm. Did I say that the whole time? No, you said it before. Oh, Don't Say Gay. Yeah, Um, yeah, so Pixar has kind of come out and said, um, if you're such a supporter, Disney, then how come you're deleting our queer centric things that we're putting in our movies yeah apparently disney has made them take out a few things yeah and that's pretty ballsy of pixar to do because like that's their parent yeah that's their parent (laughs) so i'm curious to see how that rolls out but like kudos to pixar to do that yeah i'm very i love that pixar is always pushing the boundary and it makes sense that they would want to put more queerness into their movies because that's 
that's where we are that's the future like people aren't just black and white like there's all sorts of colors and flavors so like yeah. <laughs> we, we want to see that in our characters yeah and i feel too pixar if disney were to embrace showing more gay characters in the media like pixar is a good medium channel to do it through first because like a lot of their content their sh- movies are really mature too like yeah. it, it it just resonates with all ages so i think that's a like i Disney, why? Why Why are you doing that to Pixar? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know that kind of brings down or takes away from our Turning Red review, but I thought it was a very apt place to put that yeah. small conversation that's ongoing. <laughs> but, yeah, this is a great movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, I would definitely recommend it, obviously. Yeah. Because we've already watched it twice. Yeah, and I'm sure after you watch it, you're, you're going to want that t-shirt, but I'm sorry, it's probably sold out by it's now. It's probably sold out by now. <laughs> and they have that adorable button that or pin that oh, we yeah. were able to get. We did get that. It's so cute. Yeah. All right, that brings us to our wrap-up. Alan. Yes. What was your favorite moment this week? I kind of mentioned it, but it's a t-shirt. It's finally <laughs> getting that shirt because, yeah, like, you know, once you want something and it's hard to, you realize it's hard to get, but you finally get it. It just feels so rewarding. So I'm just happy I got it. Thank you, Sean, for taking the time to, like, help me find it. So. I know you were so funny, like, no, we can check later. I'm like, girl, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to find you this shirt. I know how it goes at Disney. If we don't get this now. <laughs> yeah, because either, well, it's either that or you're trying to delay our inevitable Tiki uh, Room. the Tiki Room. Uh, I want to call it a punishment, but... It was a, a punishment. No, it was a deal that we made. So, um, yeah, but thank you. Should I say what I... <laughs> want to know my favorite moment what <laughs> i got my porg <laughs> i'm not pressing it it's still going <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is the porg uh shoulder sitter honor only uh-huh. the magnet <laughs> honor is not very good it's yeah. not it's not magnetizing well so I, I wouldn't trust it on my shoulder but I still love the noises. I still can put this somewhere in our house. Uh-huh. I just love the porch. Yeah. I I was actually kind of shocked when I heard that a lot of people just hated the porgs because they found them to be just a marketing gimmick. Yeah. I'm like, that's what all of Star Wars yeah. is, though. That's what all of Disney's all about. Yeah. So I, it totally worked on me. Yeah. I mean, we have that porg. We have a few other porgs out there. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, fun fun weekend at Disney. Yeah. Lots of food. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to more times at Disney with you. Uh, I thought you were gonna say more PB and J Max. No, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you for listening. Find us on our other show, Once Upon a Cult. Um the last episode we did was it, well it's still the super happy, super fap- happy fun America. Yeah. Yeah, so that's still up. And then you can find me and Kevin on Hanging with the Hollowells. This week we're talking about Rewitched. When the sisters may or may not get their uh, identities back. Oh, no. Yeah. I wonder what happens. I know. (laughs) And then you can also find merch on magichavoc.threadless.com. If that's too much, you can go to our Instagram, and we have links to everything we've talked about. Yeah. 
Including that picture of Minnie Mouse. Yep. As the flower bed. Flower bed. Flower. Flower. Patch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.